Dating later in life has changed. We are rethinking and updating what it means to date today. Welcome to the Later Dater Today podcast. You're not late, you're right on time. And now your host and Later Dater guide, Lakshmi. Hey, Later Daters. So here we are at episode 25, which I guess in podcast terms is a sort of, I don't know, mini milestone. Anyway, it feels like 25 episodes is significant. And so I wanted to do something kind of special, which is to share the single most important idea I've ever created or written. It's an idea that is foundational to the later dater today, and it's changed how I've interacted and viewed the world, especially since the arrival of social media and dating apps. But more importantly, It's changed many of the people around me in how they choose to interact when they're meeting new people. If I ever get a tattoo or a tombstone for that matter, it would have this line on it that I wrote many years ago. Here it is. It's become easy to meet, but harder to connect. Let me say that again. It's become easy to meet, but harder to connect. And when I give talks, I will have a slide in the back that says in big letters, it's easy to meet, but harder to connect. And as I say these words, I can look out into the audience and I can see almost a sense of relief on people's faces. Like, yes, oh my God, that's what it is. That's the feeling that I'm having. Like, how can I be so connected to so many people and yet feel so disconnected? And so this line, it's easy to meet, but harder to connect, speaks to the double-edged sword that is technology. And it's one that is really easy to overlook. It's much easier to just complain that we feel so disconnected, but there's something deeper behind that. Meeting people is not what is hard right now. And that's not just in the realm of dating. I mean, you can literally have access to just about anyone. You can be invited to a Facebook group or a soccer team or a Slack group or a party or Discord servers and on and on and on. So you can be in a constant barrage of meeting people today. It's the connecting part that's the challenge. And that's why so many of our relationships can feel unsatisfying if we don't know how to move from meeting someone to actually connecting with them. Yes, connecting. That slightly deeper but energizing feeling you get when you're really getting a sense of someone. Not necessarily when you like them, but when you start to see who they are and what they've done in this world. And I think later daters in particular can locate the moment when this started happening, this rift. And I think that you have a well of experience to close the gap between these two ideas that will benefit you in dating and elsewhere. So here's how this episode is going to be structured. First, I'm going to spend a little bit of time outlining the experiences and moments that led to this insight. Then I'm going to break down the difference in what I hope is specific but helpful detail. And then I'm going to show you how this plays out in dating and some of the ways you can make the journey from meeting to connecting when you're out there. So before we get to humans and dating, 
let me give you a sense of what I'm talking about using humans and art. So I recently made a new friend in my neighborhood and started following her on Instagram. She's an artist and her work is really wonderful. Like as if a sunset decided to take a nap on the wall is how I would describe her work. And I had tea with her a few weeks ago and I said, wow, your art is really beautiful. So that is me responding to looking at her art on Instagram. And then she proceeded to share with me that she took an art class only recently and that this is a totally new career for her. My jaw almost dropped. Now I was seeing her art differently. It's like the human layer of it all was suddenly revealed. And I just imagined that mixture of boldness and insecurity and doubt and persistence and longing that it must have taken to go from art student to artist to artist with a business. Okay, so just hold on to that idea for a moment. And I'm sure that you have similar stories where someone shared something and then something else had an entirely different meaning to you. So back to the origin of this insight. I remember back in 2009, I was listening to all of these people talk about their online dates. Online dating was really starting to take off. It was before Tinder, but the same dynamics were still playing out. The snap judgments, looking for the spark, sorting through profiles, easily moving on from someone if they didn't feel like it was clicking. And then I compared those stories with ones I had been collecting of couples who met outside of online dating. And so many people would tell me that they didn't necessarily like or feel much of anything with the person who was now their partner. It was a character revealing moment or the slow burn of seeing them in different situations. And all of these moments bundled up or it happened in a single moment and that person actually started to look different to them. They went from looking to seeing. They were feeling connected to them. And that's when I really realized that technology, specifically the dating apps, were making it so easy for people to meet other folks from the other side of town, from inside their networks, from outside their networks, people they would never cross paths with. And that part is cool. But while it was making one thing easy, it was making another thing harder. People were finding it harder and harder to figure out how to connect with all of these new people that they were meeting. And this distinction between meeting and connecting is how I used to open up many of my singles events because that was the problem I was trying to design for and do in the course of an evening was to create the conditions where people could go from simply meeting to, by the end, actually having the potential to connect. And people would tell me that of all the things I presented to them about modern dating or modern interactions, that this was the single most impactful and important because it changed how they behaved when they met someone new. And the reason is, it's not something you have to do. It's something you simply need to understand. Simply understanding this distinction will have you behaving and interacting differently with the people you meet and with the world in general. Okay, so that's where it started. So now let's talk about how I parse out these two terms, meeting and connecting. 
We use these terms pretty interchangeably. We don't really distinguish between them. And sometimes we even use the two terms together as if one guarantees the other. Like, yeah, let's meet and connect. Now, I know this might seem silly to you, like, hey, they're close enough. This isn't that important. But honestly, I can't think of two more important words to clearly differentiate between right now. People are lamenting the lack of connection in today's world without getting really clear about what they're talking about, the nature of it. And if you can truly understand, not just recite these words, but really feel them in your bones, it will bring a dimension to your interactions and relationships that is about way more than, I don't know, being magnetic or charismatic or interesting. It will slowly turn you into someone who is able to find and bring out what is magnetic, charismatic, and interesting about others. And you will be a part of changing the culture of modern dating for the better. Okay, so first I want to talk to you about meeting. Meeting is that first level of interaction, the introduction, right? It's how you start things off. Hey, I want you to meet so-and-so. You guys should meet. Yes, I'm meeting new people. Now, at the meeting level, you are usually exchanging information. You know, what's your name? What do you do? Where do you live? All of that stuff. So think of like a networking event. That is the type of information that is being passed around. And this is also why networking events can be so exhausting. Like you're fine at first. You understand that this is the nature of it all. But after about five or six interactions, you want to go home, right? Even the most extroverted of you. Now, most people who are dating, this is the level that they are often stuck at. And especially if you're going on a lot of dates, you're having a lot of those initial level of interactions. And that's why when you talk to people who are dating, they'll say they're exhausted. And we think it's because of the number of dates that they've been on or that they're not coming across people that they like. But what I think is actually going on is that they are doing so much meeting, so many of those get-to-know-you types of interactions, which is fine in small controlled doses. And it's a necessary part of getting to know someone. You have to start out at that level, but it is often draining. Picture the indicator on your phone that shows the battery level. And when you are meeting new people, which is what dating mostly consists of, it's not that we can't or shouldn't do it, but it is very likely draining our battery. Now, connecting. Connecting, on the other hand, is energizing. It's when an interaction starts to feel like you just plugged in your charger. And the nature of connecting is a slightly different, deeper interaction. And I use that word carefully. Slightly different, deeper interaction. We don't have to go into the stuff that is deeply personal to feel a connection. We can connect over some of the most mundane stuff, like gossip, celebrity drama, the burrito you had yesterday to cure your hangover, what you're watching on HBO. It doesn't have to be deep. In fact, it's that sweet spot between the deeply personal and the typically mundane where most connection happens. Connecting is what you usually do with a friend, someone who knows you. You're processing the world with them, whether that world is a football game or geopolitics or why you love Home Depot so much. Okay, now let's apply this to dating. 
When we date, we often think we are assessing to see if there's a connection. But the skill that is way more important is whether you can work to connect with them so that you have a better sense of who they are. Okay, I know that's pretty nuanced. Put another way, connecting is about laying the planks for the bridge between two people when you meet them. Can you build something that people would want to walk over towards you? Then you can really assess and do a gut check or whatever it is you do to find out if you want to see someone again. Yes, this is work. But going on a bunch of dates and simply meeting a bunch of folks without really exploring the potential for connection seems like way more work. So here's another way to think about it. Think about a Polaroid snapshot of someone who's standing in a room, but all you can really see is their head. And now what you're trying to do when you're connecting with someone is you're trying to almost zoom out and learn about all of the other things in the picture, the stuff that's blurry or fuzzy or in the background or out of frame, the stuff that you can't see when you're just looking at someone's face. Again, when you're dating, especially on the apps, you're usually meeting people way out of your networks where there is no pre-existing trust or having automatic things in common like there are when you're hanging out with a coworker or someone you went to school with. So your ability to lay down the bridge for connection is really important. Now, I have a lot of different ways that I try to build connection between people, kind of like different types of materials for those so-called planks, depending on the situation and the terrain. But here's one example of how a typical date question can help you go from meeting to connecting to illustrate this principle. So let's say you're meeting someone and you ask what they do for a living. Maybe you ask what they like about it. When you're working to connect with someone, you might ask them, well, what do you pay attention to more than others because of your particular career or profession? What parts of your job have shaped you? how you see the world. So let's say you're talking to someone who works in building construction, and maybe the questions I posed before sounded a bit formal. So here's how it might sound in natural conversation. You might just offer an easy quip like this. Hey, what am I missing when I look at stairs or when a window gets broken and has to be replaced? Like what is something I probably wouldn't realize? Now, yes, it's possible this person doesn't do either of those things but you're opening the door to their universe of attention. And when you do this, you might hear about how hard it is to find windows right now because of the supply chain or about the art of fitting windows or how stairs are the most fun or tedious part of constructing a building. It's very much what I was able to discover with my neighbor. Take a peek behind the label artist or contractor or tech consultant or publicist. Here's the most important part about connecting. You're much more likely to laugh with those people. Your relationship can probably withstand some disagreement. I always think it's interesting when people say, I'm looking for someone with a sense of humor. I mean, I get it. But if that were the case, we'd all be going to comedy clubs to find dates. What people are really saying is I want someone with whom I can laugh. And I think the laughter comes when you feel really connected to someone. As our lives move more and more online, One of the ways we can think about connection 
is to try and uncover the stuff that just doesn't live as well online. The stuff that needs to be spoken, revealed in a moment, laughed about together in person. It's not about being impressive or discovering something amazing about someone. It's more about simply shedding light on some of the words and titles and labels we have become more and more reliant upon when we don't spend time together, but instead read about each other. Okay, I hope that was useful. It's easy to meet, but harder to connect. And honestly, this whole podcast is really about exploring this single idea from as many angles as possible. I even went so far as to recently trademark this phrase after, ironically, a former coworker of mine began plagiarizing it and putting it into his talks without attributing it to me. Talk about going from connection to disconnection. You can't make this stuff up, but I digress. So I'll be tackling this topic in many other ways. But what I hope you see here are the variety of ways you can build and shape planks between you and the people you meet out there. Oh yes, and that neighbor I mentioned in this episode, the link to her artwork is in the show notes. Be sure to visit us at thelaterdatertoday.com and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.